0: Hey, you guys! Uh, I'm back. It's still Resurrection Sunday. It is one eleven a.m. Um. So this first one of there's gonna be a few for a series. Um, you know when we f- are looking online or looking in a recipe book, you know we're looking for a recipe of. You know what's the what things do we do have to prepare for this particular dish um what's the cook time what's the yield of it you know like how much is it gonna make uh the list of ingredients and so on and so forth and how long to cook it and that kind of thing well I want to talk to you guys a little bit where I'm going sh- let me go ahead and tell you guys, it's probably more than a little bit, um, but we're going to kind of talk about a recipe for life. Um, I know you're, some of you guys are probably thinking, what? Well, in the Bible, that's, that's where we love, that's where we learn. Um, I've got some scriptures for you about preparation for this recipe of life in ephesians 2 10 for we are his worksmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared ahead of time for us to do so god gives you know we are his worksmanship what he made us he formed us you know he's gonna use us for good works and sometimes we're thinking oh no we We're not good enough for good works. No, no, no. Don't think like that because we are his worksmanship. So, you know, if he created us for good things, he's going to prepare us to do these good works. Um, and, And, you know, these works, you know, I know it says that which God prepared ahead of time. Well, he did prepare us ahead of time, but he will also prepare us. He may not prepare us for whatever the good work is the way we want to be prepared, but he will prepare us as we need to be prepared. And just like, for example, well, actually, this one's more of a he told us, so we better listen kind of thing. And Matthew 25, 1 to 13. Uh, Let me go ahead and let you guys know that is in red letters. Red letters means that Jesus himself spoke those words. Yes, 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 yes. It's the parable of the ten brides waiting for the bridegroom. And when it comes to go into the kingdom of heaven. Well, you've got five. Wise brides who showed up a little bit of extra oil because they needed their lamp to last long enough. Then you got the five foolish brides. Oh, they thought we just need a little bit of oil. No, no. Who told you a little bit of oil was going to last until you didn't know when? Because it tells us that we do not know when the Lord is coming back that's something that nobody has ever been able to predict. And if they tried, they're wrong. So, but what I took from this particular scriptures was that he tells us to be prepared for when he comes back for us. Cuz y'all I sure don't want to be one of the five foolish brides. I want to be one of the five wise brides. Now, mind you, we all know he's going to take more than five. But he's probably going to leave more than five, too, because they weren't prepared. So, he prepares us in our life. You know, you're thinking, well, how am I supposed to be prepared? How how do I do that? He shows us. We pray. We talk to him. We study. Now, when i talk about study and we pray, there's a scripture coming that's going to clarify that one a little bit more. At least I feel that it does. Um, in Proverbs 24, I'm talking about multiple verses in this chapter. Because just in this chapter alone, he gives us plenty of preparation instructions. Do not envy the evil or desire to be with them for their hearts plan violence and stirs their words, stir up trouble. Okay, so why do we want to be with the evil folks? We don't want to be with them. because of, And that tells us, you know, we have to be careful. Who are we hanging out with? Are we making the same poor decisions as somebody else? So then, when we talk about the studying and the prepared, here's those verses, you guys. This is Proverbs 24, 13 through 14. Eat honey, my son, for it is good, and the honeycomb is sweet to your palate. Realize that wisdom is the same for you. If you find it, you will have a future, and your hope will never fade. This one speaks a whole lot to me, you guys. Because wisdom can be as sweet, sweet taste as honey is on our tongue. Because when we have the wisdom, we understand things a little bit more. We have hope a little bit more. We have faith a little bit more. But if we are not trying to figure out this wisdom that he wants us to have. Meaning, are we talking to him? Are we in his word? I'm guilty of this one myself. Sometimes I'd be slack-a-lacking, y'all. I I will admit, I am not in my word as much as I should be. And it gets to me. So when I came across this scripture while studying, hey, I want the sweet taste of honey. I want the wisdom that God gives me. So, uh, I think I got some work to do. I don't know if that's you guys but i know that's for sure for me um because the more wisdom the better because that means the more sweetness the better i'll take all the wisdom that he wants me to have so that i can taste that sweet sweet honey for proverbs 24 17 through 21 don't gloat when your enemy falls and don't let your heart rejoice when he stumbles or the lord will see and be displeased Don't be agitated by evildoers. Don't envy the wicked. For the evil have no future. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord as well as the king. And don't associate with rebels. So, that whole section right there, guys. I mean, he's prepared us. In Proverbs 24, he's given us so many Prepared, okay, we're not supposed to be envy. we're not supposed to laugh at their failure because you're gonna I will sit here right now, and I will tell you I have laughed, I have joyed I have you know felt joy over an enemy of mine failing, but it you know it kind of come back to hit you in the chest because right here. It tells me that I'm not supposed to do that because he will handle what needs to be handled. He'll do what he needs to do. And if we go on down with 27, this is still chapter 24. Complete your outdoor work and prepare your field afterward. Build your house. So here's what I took from that verse, you guys. Go ahead. Do the work that He has you to do. And then... Just be ready. But you know what? You have to do the work in your mind. In your heart. Before you can ever do it in your home. There are things that... We want to hold on to. We don't want to do the work to make it better. But sometimes... The work that you're not doing in your own mind and your heart is affecting the things that are in your home. You know, so to me, that's telling me, okay, I need to fix what's going on inside of me before I can fix the problems in my home. Um, I, I don't know if that's how you took it, but I just wanted you guys to know that is definitely how I took it because there is no way there's no way to fix a problem in your home if you haven't fixed it in yourself first now mind you if you have more than one person living in your home maybe you're not the only one that needs some time with God to figure things out so don't feel that it's just you that got the problems it's not just you there's no but if you want to be a part of the solution and you want God to be the main part of that solution, you're gonna to have to sit down and chit-chat with him, spend some time with him, because he's gonna be the one to help you fix your heart and your mind and your soul. So then in turn, you can work on your family. And and you don't even have to, you know, when I say work on your family, God will tell you what you need to do with your family, but he is the true healer, he is the one that can do that. Um, so, and then with 28, 24, 28, don't testify against your neighbor without cause. Don't deceive with your lips. Okay. First of all, don't be lying. He prepared us for that. He said, don't be lying because you already know it don't do anybody any good. It might make you feel like it does something good, but it don't. And when it says testify, just because you assume somebody did something does not mean that they did it. I'm a, I'll am admit, I've been under the assumption of assuming folks of this or assuming somebody of that. But, in the end, you can't be saying for sure, so and so did this and they really didn't do it. So, do not testify against your neighbor without cause. So, if you know that somebody, you suspect it, but because it's a suspicion, doesn't mean it's a fact. Because it's a suspicion, does not mean it's a fact. And twenty-eight, 29, don't say, I'll do to him... What he did to me, I'll repay the man for what he has done guys we there's that's that's talking about revenge. God prepared us that things are gonna happen, and it's gonna make us want to take revenge it's gonna make us want to have revenge on people we We don't have to live in a revengeful world because if we lay down our our flesh and pick up our cross daily, I, I, that's not. It's a challenge. It is because we want to satisfy the flesh, but that's not how that goes. So to prepare ourselves, we have to spend our time with Him, so we have that sweet, sweet taste of wisdom. And knowledge in our minds, so we are making the decisions that he wants us to make, so we're not being revengeful and I'm gonna tell you why I almost cried just now. it's kind of coming back. I was actually just fired from a job that I absolutely loved and I had it for almost six years, and I was fired based off of a lie. however, however there's there's things in the scripture that I've wanted to do. Like, I've wanted to be boastful. I've wanted to, to, to laugh at someone else's failure. And I will admit, I've done it just a little bit. I have. And I know that this message, this first part of being prepared, is not just for you guys. This one's for me. So, this tells me, in Proverbs, that even though... Sorry, guys. That even though I'm upset... Even though that I am hurt, um, it's being prepared for something bigger. It's being prepared for something better. I may not know what it is, but I know that it's coming. I know that it's coming. So we are His worksmanship, and He gives us guidance and He prepares us. And in Matthew, you know, 25. With the brides, he tells us to be prepared because we don't know when he's coming back. And when I say prepared for this particular scriptures, just because it tells us to be prepared doesn't always tell us how. So, the oil that the wise bridesmaids, well, brides, remember to bring with them could be that oil could be a representation of did i study enough did i share god's love enough um did did i did i clear my mind with god did i talk to him and share his love did i obey Guys, obedience is a hard thing to do for a lot of folks. And there's some things where I can obey all day long and something will come up and be like, hey, wait a minute now, I don't know if I want to do that. And I understand that. But that's what that oil represents, you know. Are are we doing that? Are, are we doing the things that we need to do? Or are we thinking, nah, I got enough. Or, oh, I don't need my Bible today. mm, I'm not gonna do that task I'm sorry it's it's not that way you know there's a song um, it's by Sarah oh I can't remember her last name but it's called oil and it talks about not letting her oil be burned out that means she's not gonna let her word let God's word die out That she's not going to not be prepared. That she's not going to not spend time with God. That she is going to be prepared and that she is going to obey. And that she is going to be a vessel and have God's oil to share with others. To share His love and His faith. So, um, try... Try to be the wise brides and if you don't know how maybe I can help you whether it's through my podcast or individual messaging um, you can absolutely reach out and I will you know help to the best of my ability you know I know I didn't go to a Bible college or anything like that, but I believe that everybody deserves hope and faith and um encouragement and if you need it i got it um and then through all the verses in proverbs you guys it tells us a lot of the things that we're not supposed to do um and you know sometimes we were once the rebels or we were once the evil or we were once the enemy And, you know, that helps us relate to the other rebels or relate to the evil that we're supposed to not be messing with. But it's okay to relate because you might be planting a seed of Jesus' love in their hearts and we can nurture that for the greater of God's glory. So, there's one thing to relate, and there's another to be a part of it. So, He tells us that we don't have to be a part of it. We don't have to be a part of the enemy's behavior. We don't have to be a part of the enemy's choices and temptation. Um, the flesh is not to always be satisfied. It's not... Um, But it's okay to relate because we can reach those that think they're unreachable. And sometimes we even relate and connect to those that want to be unreachable. Um, I really didn't see this unreachable thought coming. Thank you, Lord. Um, There are some people that want to be unreachable because they have been so hurt or abandoned or rejected or blacklisted or whatever and so they've dealt with that for so long they want to just stay unreachable because some people feel they are unreachable and others want to stay that way but in the end we can help them be reached. We can open their eyes, we can do many things to where they can be reached and saved, you know. And sometimes, simple gestures are always a way that we can actually reach the unreachable as simple as a compliment, or, um, hey, Jesus loves you, hope you have a good day, or even holding the door open, and you're thinking, well, what does holding the door open do for unreachables? Unreachables, you hold the door, they think, you know what? Maybe all the bad in the world isn't in every single person. Maybe they're still good out there. So, don't be afraid to smile at somebody when you walk in the store. Don't be afraid to hold open the door. You know, you like somebody's shirt and they look kind of sad. I'd be like, hey, I like your shirt. And you just gave them a little teeny tiny word of encouragement to let them know, hey, somebody can be nice. So... No matter how unreachable someone thinks they are or they wanna be, they got those walls built up. Walls sky high, not house high, not tower high. And I say not house or tower high because realistically those can be knocked down a whole lot easier than the ones that are sky high because with ladders and planes and whatever else, but the ones the ones that have their walls built sky high, they've got so much pain and so much distraught and everything in their lives that, that we don't, they just, they just think, oh, well, I'm just stuck here. What am I gonna do? I'm stuck. That's where God has prepared us to reach those people. You know, and some of the folks that think they're unreachable or they want to be unreachable are the ones that have maybe committed crimes or that has maybe had a domestic violence problem, like they are the abuser or someone that has actually been the one that has been so abused they think they're unreachable but that's not true. It's not true, you guys. So he has prepared us to to do those things. He tells us. And you know, sometimes you I, you know, I say prepared and we know that the ED in English, you know, it says it's already been done. But God has never done preparing us to do more things. Me losing my job is preparing me to do something else. My 15, 16 years working with children has prepared me for something else. Just as TikTok videos prepared me for this podcast to do things for him. So no matter... Anything, And I say anything because I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what your neighbor's been through. I don't know what my neighbor's been through. But in the end, it is all preparing us to do something else. So use the things that you have already been prepared to do to reach the unreachables. And honestly, you might even use the things you've been prepared for to reach those right next door. Or to even reach yourself. And you're thinking, how am I supposed to reach myself? You've been prepared to pull yourself up. And if you can't pull yourself up, then go back to God. Go back... And and I'm not saying you ever left them. But you might feel like you became an unreachable. But you're not. No matter who you are, you are always reachable. God is always reaching his hand out to you and sometimes sometimes you just have to reach back. Because that's what He prepares us to do. He prepares us to reach back. He prepares us to not hang out with the folks we're not supposed to be hanging out with. Because there's one thing to hang out with them, and there's another to connect and reach them for God's glory. Those are two separate things, you guys. Just because somebody, you know, hit the crack pop, doesn't mean you got to hit the crackpot. Just because somebody robbed a grocery store doesn't mean you got to participate. Or just because someone accused you of something that you didn't do doesn't always mean that you have to take joy. When they are corrected and told they're wrong, and they have to take whatever repercussions happen, so he prepares us, you guys, and in the Bible, you know there's so many more scriptures that tells us how he prepares us but ephesians two ten matthew twenty five one to thirteen proverbs twenty four I'm just gonna stick with proverbs twenty four 'Cause you guys you should just read it. There's many more verses in there of the things that we're not supposed to do. And, you know, if you need those verses broke down more, go ahead, do the research or you know, or reach out to me and I I will tell you how I how I have perceived them and how to understand that. Um But I'm definitely praying for you guys, and I love you guys, and um, that's the first part of this recipe is that He has prepared us. He is preparing us, and He has prepared us to reach the unreachables and to do more for His glory. Um, But yeah, I will talk to you guys later the next part of this recipe. Love you guys.